We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Temperatures back to normal in the 80s. We'll get back into the 90s towards the end of the week. Don't worry about that. Um, lows this week in the 60s. This is Robin Eshelman with you today. Hello, how are you? This is Rachel Barth. I'm the Director of Communications at the Lincoln Airport, and I will be co-hosting with Robin today. That's a little bit different voice than the Dave that you usually hear. <laughs> Thanks for filling in. Dave is going to be um, becoming a father-in-law today. So that was, so Rachel graciously appeared to appear in his place, um, especially since we have that air show this weekend. We'll tell everyone who our sponsors are this week. Yes, so the sponsors this week, the segment is possible today because of Lower Platte South Natural Resource District and new sponsors, Body Fit Training and Sorghum United. So coming up on the show, um, the air show is going on. Rachel's going to tell us what's going to be happening yet this afternoon if you're on your way out there. And then Big Red Tires is going to be in studio. They are a local tire store, but they're going to talk about all these new um, national chains and big box tire stores coming in. How do they compete? And then HBE Accounting is giving, getting proactive with business finances and organizing your time. Yes, and then Roger Frank, Corporate Travel and Time Management. Noticing a theme here? <laughs> yeah, we're doing some time <laughs> management stuff today. And then in our last segment, the backstory on Google, we're going to get... Okay, I'm excited to hear yeah, about that. Yeah. I really am. Yeah, did they find us? Did they do a search? I don't know. A I search? hope so. <laughs> did, they Google, right. did they Google Google? How did and... <laughs> they find Lincoln? I want to know. All right, let's 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 launch. Sure, the yeah. The air show. The air show, it's here. Um, have you been seeing um, the Blue Angels flying here, around? Here the noise oh my outside. Gosh. Oh, it's so exciting. I, we were out doing a property tour on Thursday mm -hmm. when they flew into town. We were, yeah. we were standing outside a vacant office building and they went over and everyone stopped and we just looked at each other and we said, they're here. They're here. It yeah. was beautiful. Yeah, it's it's super exciting. Um, This is my first air show, so I'm ecstatic. And I didn't really understand how big of a deal it was until you hear them until, and then you just you go and then to you one just, of these until you just stop and i watch them do a vertical kind of lift off straight up into the sky and then i saw them like starting to twist and go upside down and my heart just kind of sink a little bit because i'm about, like oh my gosh they do this all the time my young days at worlds of fun when that was so easy and yeah. i'm older now yeah 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 it's uh i was standing in the terminal and having a conversation and i could not even hear the person next to me because that's how loud it was yeah oh it's crazy um so this afternoon um tell us a little bit about about how this works Works. Is it is there a schedule or is it just kind of a random thing depending on the weather or what is sure so yeah the air show um, gates will open at nine thirty so people can start showing up early nine thirty on um, Sunday on Sunday yep so on and, Sunday and they're open now by the way yes so. yep they're open now um, so if you're coming on Sunday gates will open at nine thirty the show will start eleven o'clock ish um, they've been a little loose on that just because um, it can be dependent on weather and yeah. obviously. 
obviously everything else going on. As you can imagine, a lot lot goes into the air show. Um, so but, it goes today until like three thirty or four. Correct. Then, yep. Yep. And then maybe yeah. Maybe a little. Tomorrow. Maybe a little later. Again, it all kind of just depends on um, scheduling and obviously how the weather holds up. Um, and then the everybody's excited about the Blue Angels, which they will be the last act. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fun stuff. Um, have you gotten to meet? Any of the pilots? I did. Um, <laughs> so we did a media kind of invite um, earlier in the week. And so I got to meet um, number three. Um, and he was from Arizona. Very kind. Um, and so we got a chance to meet a couple of the pilots. And then um, I think it's really cool. And if you haven't checked out Channel 6, um, they're doing a special on the pilot that flies Fat Albert. Um, he, I believe, is a Millard graduate and also graduated from the university. And so cut some Nebraska ties. And so they're going to do some special um, you know, newscasts on him specifically. And for those who are on your way, there are food trucks out there. You want to tell us who the food vendors are? Sure. So they have like a national um, contract with like a larger food vendor that kind of sets everything up. That's what they do is air shows. But there are going to be some hmm. local food trucks out there as well. Um, just a couple of things just to remind people because, um, you know, things have changed since the last time we've had an air show. One, it is a clear bag policy. So just remind people that if you are coming um, still this afternoon or coming on Sunday, it is clear bag. I'd hate to have you have to walk back to your vehicle and take everything back. Um, that's just because one, we expect a lot of people here and two, we're trying to stay consistent with what, um, you know, you would, might do for like a Nebraska football game or concerts at PBA. Um, so clear bag policy. Um, if you're bringing a chair to sit in, that is okay. You just cannot bring the bag that the chair fits in um, because those are lightweight and can blow away and we have to be very careful with anything that can blow away um, because of the aircraft and yeah, things like that. Right. Yes, no umbrellas. Um, those are not allowed. Um, so, you know, if you're just double, you know, guessing what to bring, head to the Lincoln Air Show website. There's a whole um, FAQ section on what you can and can't bring. Um, but you can bring an empty water bottle. There will be um, water stations around. Um, you know, obviously the weather is is holding up really great, um, but we just want everybody to make sure that they continue to stay hydrated. We don't want anybody, um, you know, having any sort of heat issues, especially with how hot it was earlier in the week. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to have that break and water stations around various areas, I'm sure. Correct, yep. Can... And we have, um, you know, I think every... Every agency you can think of is at the air show um, between State Patrol and LPD and LFR and um, emergency personnel and the airport. Um, you know, we're, we're ready and taking care of people if something were to happen. But we just want people to prepare, especially if they're coming out on Sunday, that it can get warm. So, you know, just make sure you stay hydrated, put sunscreen on before you come. Um, there are static displays that, you know, you can kind of camp under if you're needing some shade as well. Oh, fun stuff. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk to Linda Kester. She's with Big Red Tire, and she's going to talk about what it's like to compete against chains and big boxes. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN.
Our Girl Lincoln Facebook page has nearly 7,000 likes, over 7,000 followers. As long as you're an advertiser on our show, we promote your on-air interview and podcast on our page. Message us on Facebook or Twitter X if you would like to join the Girl Lincoln family. I don't know if I can change to the X, Rachel. I know. I know. It is tough. It is tough. I'm not sure I'm used to it either. <laughs> um, this segment is possible today because of Service Master Professional Building Maintenance, the University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business, and a new sponsor, Transworld Business Advisors. And for those of you wondering what happened to Dave, he is out today um, with a family festivity, which we want to offer congratulations to him and Mrs. Albers for becoming new parents-in-law. Um, so Rachel Barth, in her innate ability to be two places at once <laughs> is not only helping out with the air show today but appearing on our show absolutely <laughs> absolutely happy to help thank you for being everything <laughs> everywhere i don't know how you do it <laughs> um we wanted to talk to a local business owner because we at girl lincoln have noticed a lot of tire stores emerging into the scene on lincoln nebraska big box auto auto aftermarket it's just a thing we um, we love our cars, and we seem to be supporting them with retail. And we've invited Linda Kester in from Big Red Tire to talk about what it's like to be a local business owner and still hold your own against these. How are you doing today? Doing fabulous. Well, Beating they, the heat, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are we glad that this weekend this is cooling down? My gosh. Um, so tell everyone, where is your store? Sure. We are on the south side of Lincoln at 49th and Old Cheney. Um, right, right near where all the construction is that you're seeing on 48th and Old Cheney-ish area, where that area is under road construction. You've been been, been getting a new road, which was badly needed, but it's been a mm -hmm. it's taken a helicopter at times to it's get. It's going to be a welcome to Earl May. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. How many employees over there? Um, we have a total of 14 of us in total um, at the at the shop. Um, four of which are owners, and then we have a variety of staff from from technicians to managers uh, working at our location. Great. So, Linda, when what year did you guys open, and how has the business changed since then? Well, it's changed a lot. Um, we opened in 2008, and at that time, we were just a tire shop. We had two bays, and the owners were the people that were opening the door and answering the phone and fixing the vehicles and we you ran the store from top to bottom head to toe day in and day out um we've kind of taken a real gradual approach in terms of growing and changing and listening to our customers and i think that suited us well uh, to prepare for the changes we're facing now today um because um as we know there's lots of mergers happening and there's yeah. lots of big boxes that we're now competing against and um it's been fun to be part of and and still have our place I, I know one of your secret sauces that keeps the local market. It's got to be your billboard and the cute little things yeah. that you say. <laughs> you know, what, what's the one this past week? Did your, okay, what is it about the husband and the wife, the husband fixing the vehicle? Oh, if you did your husband fix it, we can help. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is something local, local people can do to signal we're yeah. we're your local store here to help you with your right. real life problem. But well, but tell us the you know the real secret sauce of making it. Well, I think for our sake, it's just being real. Um, Dan and I grew up in a small town. Uh, we're from Neely, Nebraska. We oh. moved here to Lincoln 35 years ago. Fell in love with Lincoln because it's a big little town. Mm -hmm. There are so many people like us living here and appreciating everything Lincoln has to offer. So we just really started Big Red Tire with one simple philosophy. Have fun at work. 
treat your customers right, be honest, and it'll work. And it's worked. Um, people tell a difference when the people who hand you the keys are also owners and we're there every day and we care. And um, it's worked out great. Uh, our sons both work with us, too. And we're looking forward to them kind of guiding us to the next generation because we hope that our store will be in existence for several years yet to come here. So. Lucky for you that the, yeah. kids, the kids are interested. Yeah, yeah it's been what, great. And I think, too, like saying you're, a, you know, Lincoln's a big little town. Lincoln does support local. And, Very much and so. And they love a good story. They love a family business. I love that you're called Big Red Tire. You know, you're definitely tapping into right. that. You're connecting. You're connecting with uh, the love of our Huskers and our love of, you know, saying go Big Red. So I love that. So, Linda, running a business <laughs> takes a ton of hours. Um, you know, for our listeners, what are your time management tips for managing email, dealing with interruptions, navigating through time-consuming things like accounting and payroll. Like, What are some of your tips on how you're managing that? Well, it's changed over time. You know, Years ago, it consumed a lot of our time because we were small and you just dealt with it as you go. But now that our boys are, are here with us, it's working out great because we're all finding our niche at the things we do well. One of us may be good at the accounting piece. Another might be good at the customer relations piece. Another might be good at the maintenance piece. So cool. we're kind of dividing and conquering and taking advantage of what each other does best. And what more fun is it as a mom to work every day with your kids and yeah, and watch this? Is that? That's yes, amazing. and watch this grow. And can't wait to see what they do in the next fifteen years. You know that is instinctive in a way that okay, this is what you're good at, so this is what you should do. But our society is so big on improving weaknesses. You know, like, well, you got to go to school so you can get better at all these other things that you're not really good at. And I really have appreciated at a certain point in my life the Gallup Strengths Finder, yeah. which <laughs> yes. you're never going to be good at yeah. accounting, so you yeah. might right. as well hire somebody right. else yeah. that please, enjoys please don't, it. Please don't right. ask me to crunch numbers. You don't want that. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I'd rather be selling and talking to people. You know, and that 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 was such a revelation, and it's cool that it worked out that you had the different skill sets. And you're well, uh, in all honesty, you don't want me changing tires either. So <laughs> I mean, to be real, the truth comes out. Yeah, <laughs> to be real, let's let's face it. Well. well that's amazing. I, I know we need new truck tires. We live out in the country on gravel roads, and my husband was literally just saying, I really think we need to go get new tires. So I'm excited to come awesome. in to see you, see your boys, see the family, and support a local tire business. That would be awesome. We'd be, be happy to see everyone. Well, thanks so much for coming in. That was Linda Kester from Big Red Tire. Coming up in our next segment, Roger Frank will be in with more time management advice. He travels to a corporate office in Scottsdale, and he's going to give us tips for business travel and time management. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. To hear Grow Lincoln episodes with business openings, closings, and interviews with business owners and managers in our community, check out KLIN.com and the podcast section of the website or Grow Lincoln on Apple Podcasts. This segment today is brought to you by Lincoln Airport Authority, Charter Title, and Nebraska Prep Equipment. In the studio today, helping me ask questions, we have Rachel Barth. She is hello, with hello. Lincoln Airport Authority. Uh, Blue Angels event going on now this afternoon at the airport and tomorrow, in case you're 
headed out there. But thank you for being two places at once today. You're welcome. You're welcome. Excited to have uh, the Guardian of Freedom Air Show back in Lincoln after six years. So hot on out. Well, yeah. Um, and speaking of of air, airlines and taking flight and airplanes, um, we have one guest who frequently travels to Scottsdale via an airplane. <laughs> All right, Roger, fact, let's yes. hear it. <laughs> Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts. Yes, absolutely. Thank Thanks for coming in. And one thing, uh, you know, we, we've always known he's done this, and sometimes he does his show remotely. He, mm-hmm. You know, we call him and he's there. We've never asked mm-hmm. him just about the time management aspect aspect, which has kind of been our theme this the last month or two is yeah. how do you manage your time? And especially when you are having to fly and you're dependent on the airline schedule to not go wrong yeah. and things like that. So we wanted to ask you today some time management questions. Um, it is time consuming. And so how do you manage the time, given the fact that you're making frequent arrangements, you're in airports? Um, do you have technologies? Do you have great packing trips? What <laughs> packing sure. trips? What do you? What, what yeah, do you give do? us all the details. What Robert. do you do to streamline time? You know, it's evolved over the years for sure. But uh, to be quite honest with you, I've got great staff. Uh, we have a calendar that's shared. We book things out months in advance. In fact, uh, my Arizona trips are booked all the way through the end of the year already. Um, so it's, we're booking it's a appointments. <laughs> it, it kind of is at this point. Um, our staff, their their roles are defined, uh, so they know exactly what they need to do, uh, when it needs to be done uh, in advance. You know those types of things. If I'm if I'm going to Arizona, I'm usually taking stuff with me. Mm-hmm. If that's uh, uh, prep files and things like that for client meetings that particular week. Uh, so a lot of times we know things several weeks in advance. Um, do things come up uh, randomly? Of course, uh, it always does. It does it throw you a curveball once in a while? Sure. Yeah. You know, it does, but it gives us the ability to be able to take care of those issues. When you talked about just how things have changed over the years, I mean, airports have changed. So we have better Wi-Fi in the, yeah. in the airports. Most airports even have possible areas for business people to yeah. go and you can jump on a Zoom if you have to. Right. I mean, and we yeah. all work from our computers now and are in our yeah. cell phones. So it makes it a lot easier to do those kind of things. Yeah. So I'm more comfortable with that because I have uh, B- VPN connections on yeah. all of my equipment. Uh, so if I am in a airport using a uh, unsecure network, um, yep. it helps. Uh, likewise, I fly American a lot, uh, so I have some uh, higher statuses, so I have access to some of the Admirals Clubs uh, to be able to go in and use some of their business areas as well, which is a little bit more private than if you're sitting in an airport terminal. Yep, yep. And the Lincoln Airport, um, we're about to open our Flyers Club, which is exactly for that reason, for those business travelers um, having a quiet space to go in yeah. before their flight, or if a flight gets delayed, you know, due to weather or whatever the reason is, right. they have a space that they can go jump on some calls so they don't have to leave the airport and come right. back through security. Exactly. So, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, being able to adjust quickly is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about your time management. Um, how do you get things done, like accounting and taxes, um, especially when you're remote or you know you're always on the go? Sure. So, first of all, usually I'm in the office before the staff gets there, and I'm usually at the office after the staff gets there. But so you're in, both a morning person and a night person. Well, <laughs> in some cases, I have to be. Uh, in general terms, uh, I'm usually in the office well before 7.30, so it gives me a good hour to be able to work on uh, the accounting part of it and payroll and those normal day-to-day business functions. 
But on the flip side, if I am doing taxes, which is quarterly in most cases, you know, usually I just mark that off on the calendar uh, of X amount of hours that I need in order to put my time and effort into that space and get that done. It sounds like you have a just an extremely disciplined approach. And, I, you know, in a way, I suppose... Are you? Would you consider yourself being in a business where you're not constantly interrupted by customers? Like they don't come in to randomly to buy stuff. It's always by mm-hmm. appointment, so you're able to. Structure. That's not always the case. Uh, we get calls from clients every day, uh, either asking questions if that's service related or whatever. That if they're looking at buying something or selling something or needing to do a withdrawal or they're adding money, whatever the case is, we have that happen every day. But again, when you have appointments scheduled and you have all the prep work done in advance of those appointments, it allows you the freedom to be able to take those calls uh, and and be able to attack that uh, a little bit more efficiently. Well, having a branch office in Phoenix, I mean, that sounds like the ultimate, the ultimate wife. Um, One would think, right? In this, well, in the winter, maybe yes. not. Maybe this, not in the summer. Maybe it's not like 120 this summer, there, but but, yeah. but in reality, you do have to sacrifice some things in your life, to, you know, for that. Not the snow in January, though. <laughs> for that glamour, the glamorous trade-off, there still yeah. has to be some sacrifice. So, what have you had to give up? I think the hardest thing, especially with having kids married and, and having grandkids, uh, my oldest grandchild is seven. So we're, if we are gone to Arizona for an extended period of time, you miss out on some of those family events. But we try to work that uh, around that as much as we can. The nice thing about the offices is they're all tied together. So I can do everything in Arizona that I do here in Lincoln. The work is seamless. It, it, the work yeah. is very seamless. It's the, the relationships. Well, the downside is, is right, at least as of right now, it's a two-hour time difference. So my day, instead of starting at, say, 7.30, it starts at 6.30 yeah. uh, or even at 6 o'clock in the morning. So I may be on a phone call with a client on the East Coast at 6 o'clock in the morning. It's a little bit, just a little bit different. It's not as as glamorous as it sounds. Depends all the on time. the day. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's twenty below in Lincoln and it's December and you are in Scottsdale. <laughs> that, that's right. Absolutely. Well, yeah. So, Roger, um, real quick as we wrap up, why don't you update us quickly on the markets this past week? Yeah. So, you know, I was out on vacation for a while, so I was kind of out of the loop with the markets a little bit. But by and large, at least through July, the markets have done pretty well. Uh, August, we've seen a little pullback into the markets, which isn't uh, abnormal by any means. However, the Dow Jones is still up about just shy of seven and a half percent year to date. NASDAQ composite is up a little over 28 percent. And again, I'd mentioned this before, the NASDAQ was the worst performer last year. So this year it's the best performer. And then the Standard & Poor's 500 is up just shy of 14%, and that's as of or August 24th, yes. Well, this is an economy that wants to succeed. No, no doubt about it. Absolutely. Thanks for coming today, Roger. Roger Frank is a registered representative of and securities offered through Berthel Fisher & Company Financial Services, BFCFS, member FINRA, SIPC, Investment Advisory Services offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. I'm a client of Roger's, and I'm not being compensated. Coming up next, getting proactive with your business finances, getting organized with accounting, QuickBooks, staff, Um, keeping tax deadlines. How can we be more efficient with our time? Bryant Clintworth from HBE. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. 
missed the first part of this show, find our podcast on the KLIN website under the Shows tab or find Grow Lincoln on Apple Podcasts. This segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical, the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, Baylor Evnen, Wolf, and Tenahill Law Firm. That voice that you heard is Rachel Barth from the Airport Authority. She is in covering for Dave Albers today. Thanks a lot for doing this. Are you having fun? Hello, hello. Of course, I always have fun. <laughs> I think I'm a good replacement for him. So just going to throw that out there. <laughs> you are doing a pretty good job for somebody. I think you did this maybe one other time, and you're just a natural at it. Well, thank you. I appreciate uh, being behind the scenes instead of out in front of the camera. So. Isn't it fun to kind of see the, all the knobs and the dials behind and what it's, what it's yeah, like in yes. the studio? I just want to push all the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, well, well, um, we can teach you how to do the boards so the next time Dave is gone. <laughs> I can do that. Gone. Perfect. Because yeah. I'm terrible at it. Um, our theme has been uh, time management and we wanted to bring in an accountant to come in and help all of us who are out there um, doing business development and trying to grow our companies and don't necessarily have skills in this area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amen to that. <laughs> um, help us maybe be more organized, pay better attention to it, have better time management skills. And so we've invited Brian Clintworth from HBE Accounting. Thanks a lot for coming into the studio. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me back. Um, accounting, Brian, that's your whole world. And you, if anybody knows how badly it can go down, if it isn't done right or if it's done sloppily, that's going to be you guys. Um, but for so many, especially small business owners, and we have so many of them in Lincoln, it's a footnote to the sales that they need to make or the employee problems that they have to manage. So from your perspective as an advisor, what do business owners need to do to be more proactive in their bookkeeping and accounting? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of it is just recognizing that it is a very important part of the business that they do. And like making sales and dealing with employee issues, it really does need to be a priority. You know, the biggest thing that I see affecting small business owners is if they're regularly going in and doing the bookkeeping, if they're staying up to date and being on top of it, that's the best way to save time. Because if they're going back a year later trying to figure trying out- Trying to get caught up. Yeah, or go through records, find receipts, that's just a mess. And that's going to take way more time than kind of keeping up on it as it goes, I find. I've been finding with my clients buying real estate that, you know, the government during COVID was giving people- extensions on their taxes until mm -hmm. October and that now that's turned into a habit and there's at least one bank out there telling people I don't really care if you got an extension I need your tax return done before I'll give you this loan and that like you said you got to keep up with it otherwise you're scrambling right exactly and that's where being on top of it you know it helps not only from the tax side of things but how do you plan effectively if you don't know financially where your business where you is even sitting are. yeah so I think that's really important too yeah, so Brian, what do small business owners most need to improve on as far as being proactive with taxes, tax deadlines, and what in particular might make the gears turn more easily for them? Yeah, I think it gets back to that real-time data entry, keeping up to date with things and making sure their books are current. Because you know, if you do that, then you get through December 31st, you get into January, and it's really easy to get things done, get it off to your accountant, and get the tax process started. You know, If you're not even starting that process until February, March, in some cases, <laughs> July or August, it becomes that much more difficult. 
Oh, I can't only imagine. Um, so what technologies do you recommend or what do your small business clients talk about that you think can make this easier or less of a burden for small businesses? Yeah, you know, I think having a good accounting system for most small businesses, that means QuickBooks. Okay. You know, I think it's pretty good. The online system is great because you can link it to your bank account, to your credit cards. So you can kind of start to map out transactions so you're not having to manually input everything. And so that helps you stay on top of it. You know, the other thing we see is a lot of different apps to maybe help you track things like MileIQ if you're tracking business mileage uh, oh, for your car. That's okay. huge rather than trying to keep anything on paper or have to worry about it later on. Because, again, if you can document it in real time, it's just that much easier. And then I think it's just being smart about not just using those systems, but working with whether you have a bookkeeper or if you're smaller and you just have an accountant every year that does your taxes – Working with them, asking them, what can I be doing better? What mistakes am I making? How can I get this cleaned up and organized so it does run and function well? The technology is out there. It's just, yeah. you know, using it in the best way possible. What was the What was the name of that app again? Mile IQ. Mile IQ. I'm gonna have to remember that for for tracking mileage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just so many. I mean, we have a ton of business, um, you know, people mm-hmm. that fly in, in and out of the Lincoln Airport, and you know, family as well. I didn't even know that that app existed. So that'll be a great. Yeah, but it's a huge my... help for a lot of our. Small business owners. Okay, good to remember. Well, and one thing that you said, you you were talking about the apps on the phone, mm-hmm. like like relating to QuickBooks. I think was yeah. what you meant. And I wondered if accountants felt like that that must offer the security that makes you feel good enough to recommend. It does. You know, the one thing I would discourage folks on is you know don't try and just because you can access QuickBooks on your phone, that's great to view it. You know, don't try and make invoices or try and do journal entries or anything on the app <laughs> right. because the likelihood that you'll screw it up on your phone seems a lot higher than on your computer. With glass. Yeah. But the ability to access it, the ability to, you know, scan a receipt in as you have it and not have to worry about it later. Those are functionalities those that are definitely things. worth it. And and the technology is secure enough for sure. Oh, that's good to hear. Um Staff accountants and CPAs and bookkeepers and payroll employees in a larger company, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a big staff, they can be very perfectionist people to the point that um, time management might actually become an issue because of them. Um, and a manager or owner has to just whistle and move it along, even though the, the, the problem isn't completely solved. So what's a tactful way to navigate this problem but still, you know, stay in compliance with the law. Yeah, I think it gets back to that proactivity. If you're able to work with your bookkeeper and account accountant, help them get things corrected early on, but also know that, you know, you want to be detailed and you want to make sure things are coded not to the completely wrong place. And there's certainly different things like, you know, meals and entertainment have different tax treatment than certain other expenses. So you do want to be careful about those. But big picture... There's a lot of different ways that you can categorize things and just keeping it moving, getting it posted and making sure that you've got good detail in your system to know why it got posted there. That's what's really important. And that can help move the needle along. You know, I think, again, understanding too, having deadlines with, you know, if you've got a bookkeeper of, hey, I need financials by X day the following month so that I can be right. viewing that information. And being firm with that exactly. employee. Mm-hmm. That just helps get it done. Also, things like we're using QuickBooks to set up memorized transactions and different things where you can map where things go. That takes a lot of the questions out of it and helps make it more consistent and comparable, too. So having that consistency, I think, helps the bookkeeper out and just make sure things get done and accurately, but also not spending more time than is necessary. Brian, how do we reach you? Um, you know, our firm, we're on social media, uh, HBCPA. You can also feel free to uh, call our office, 402 423-4343 and ask for me.
Thanks a lot for coming in. Thanks, Thanks so much. Brian. Appreciate those tips. Coming up next, Google is coming to Lincoln. We want to hear the backstory. How did they find us? What is their building going to look like? Luke Peltz will be in from Lincoln Partnership for Economic Development. This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here. I got it made And if I have my way, I'm going to stay. Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. We're proud to bring you this show on 1400 AM, 99.3 FM streaming and podcast. This segment is possible today because of Realtor Association of Lincoln, Sarder Heyman Jewelers, and Lincoln Electric System. Rachel Barth in the studio helping us out. She's the co-pilot in my airplane seat today. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> she has a magical ability to be a couple of different places at once. And so she's here not only helping uh, Dave Albers out, who's gone today, but she's also promoting the air show. And she wants you all to get out there to the airport this afternoon and see that. Yeah, come out this afternoon. Or if you can't make it, come out on Sunday. Come out on Sunday. Yep, excited. Don't forget your clear bag and uh, stay hydrated. Don't you just love the sound that we've been hearing that roar of the airplanes that yeah just, I, I, oh. didn't, I didn't understand the thrill this is my first air show until the blue angels flew in this week and then i was like okay i get it and your kids kids oh, are so excited the kids are so yes. excited i bet um well we wanted to get the backstory on why google is coming to lincoln how they found out about us why they picked us what is our building going to look like yes. so we reached out to the chamber and lincoln partnership for economic development and said can you send someone in to give us the backstory and luke peltz is here and finally after what five years he can talk about this <laughs> thanks for coming <laughs> to the show luke yeah happy to be here I, a... we just had we just had el put in like a week ago and i was like can you talk about it yet and they're like no, no. <laughs> but everything <laughs> broke this week Yes, yes. It's an exciting week. Um, like Robin mentioned, it's been five years in the making. Um, been a heck of a process, but we're, we're happy to have welcome Google into to Lincoln. When people hear data center, they might picture big computer systems or they might picture like a cubicle farm f full of whiz analysts with nerdy charts and graphs <laughs> crunching data. So which is it? Yeah, it's it's going to be a data center where, where they're storing data. So there's going to be rooms of servers, just racks and racks of servers going down it, um, very similar to what they've done in Omaha. Um, so just lots of servers where they're store, storing all their information from Google Cloud to Gmail to Google Maps. So And you have to be, you know, weatherproof. You have to be hurricane or tornado proof or whatever to do a project like this. Okay, so then um, the next big question is, like, how did they pick Lincoln? Did they Google Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Did Google yeah. Google Lincoln? <laughs> yeah, so, so they uh, reached out um, about five years ago and um, reached out to Lincoln. Um, they do a whole RFP process. You know, we, we give code names to these projects because confidentiality is, is of sure. the utmost importance. Um, and so they reached out to us looking for like a Midwest location, um, it was my understanding. And we had a very viable site in, in, on North 56 in the interstate. And um, then, it, then it became a due diligence period where we were making sure everybody was comfortable in the capacity that they were looking at needing for, for a project of this scale. And we're, we're just really excited about Google being here. So when we drive east or west on I-80 and look at the northwest corner of Highway 77, what will we actually see? A gleaming warehouse or an office building? Like, what are, what are people going to be expecting to see? 
To to be honest, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but based on other data centers, you know, there's going to be greenery, there's going to be nice trees, uh, a secured fenced-in area. Sure. Um, there there will be some large buildings. Um, based on you look at the other sites across the country, um, very large-looking buildings that that will host all these servers that are going to be there. Um, how do do you have any idea how why the Midwest necessarily? Um. Well. LES is a great partner with this, and so being public power, we have some very competitive uh, electrical rates is, is one. So that's part of how they base their decision, yeah. is that people in the Midwest have lower power costs? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. And so, Luke, when you say, you know, minimum of maybe 30 employees, um, is that kind of what Google's thinking they're going to start with? And, you know, are they planning to grow? What can what can we expect from, like, you know, maybe this economic impact of getting some new employees here in Lincoln? Yeah, as you look at Papillion, so they, they started building construction up there in 2019. They employ about 120 right now. Um, Google has said that, yeah, they'll have a minimum of 30. But as you think about it, these the construction phase of this is going to be years long. Right. And so really? every day there's going to be hundreds, if not thousands of people on site constructing the buildings, building out the infrastructure that's needed, on-site substation, all of that. So for the years to come, you'll you'll see constant construction traffic. And then at, at full build-out, I don't know what the exact employment number is, but you have to also keep in mind that these are high-wage, high-impact jobs. Yeah. Um, super important. Super important. And and when you have a company like Google, it, it does attract talent from outside of Nebraska. So when do they think the building will be completed? We we have not got there yet. Okay. Um, you know, we're we're still kind of working through some things. Um, like I said, it's it's been a long haul to get here. Um and just been su- super proud. You know, the city of Lincoln was a great partner on this, helping make sure that we can get adequate resources up there. Um, LES has been involved from the start as well. For people who don't know how this works, this particular site was pinpointed in 2004 that someday we want to get something like this here. Um, You know, you were talking about the construction jobs and how many that would create. And you were talking about Lincoln Electric and how much power they would use. What are some of the ripple effects that we, you know, how they're coming here and that means this industry or that industry or this company or that kind of vendor is going to have some benefit? Yeah, there's just going to be a wide variety of vendors that that are going to be, you know, either new to Lincoln or new to the area. You know, obviously Omaha has a pretty strong data center core already. So we'll see some trickle down from companies that are supplying Google and Facebook up in up in Omaha that will come down to Lincoln and help facilitate the the vendors for Google now. Yeah. So we're we're excited about it. Um you know as as you look at that whole area up there that that's just going to be drastically changed in the next 5 years. I mean the whole landscape, the camping world lumber. Yeah, other things coming to that neighborhood. Really cool stuff. Well, I think we are out of time for the show. I want to thank Luke Peltz for coming in and giving us the backstory. And thank you, Rachel. This was really fun. Yeah, thanks for having me in. To have you here the day of the (laughs) air show, the weekend of the air show. How perfect. Um, That's all for Grow Lincoln. Thanks a lot. Send us photos of businesses opening, closing, or relocating via Facebook or Twitter. Mm